The thing about learning how to read for intermediate and beginner musicians alike is that it's hard, but it's not impossible. In fact, if you already know how to keep a beat and can physically make notes on your instrument, then learning how to read is just a matter of doing it. It's difficult, I admit, but it's not impossible. Now, there exists a myth that people who read music are boring and uninteresting musicians. They're just staring at the music stand and never playing anything without the aid of notation. Now, I admit that such musicians exist, but most people who are literate also play by ear and have a combinatorial method to their musicianship, with each skill set enhancing the other to a certain degree. Musicians who can do both are usually superior to their non-literate colleagues. Despite this, many people who don't know how to read think that learning to do so is a waste of their time. You yourself might think this way. Indeed, you might believe that learning how to read music is a pointless and useless activity. Or perhaps you've attempted to learn how to read, or maybe you used to read when you were young, but now you find the whole notion of learning how to read music to be a careless expenditure of time and energy. Or maybe you think that learning how to read is just too hard. Despite these common excuses, the truth is that by following some guidelines and managing to sustain your concentration, you can probably learn how to read if you really wanted to. Most people can learn how to read. So the point of today's podcast is to demolish the myth that you have no need to read and that you yourself can't learn how to do it. I'm convinced that every day you go without deploying some effort to become literate is another day of not realizing your potential as a musician. If you are satisfied with your existing skill set, you feel that you have all that you need to continue making music the way that you like making it, then today's topic is likely not for you. Me, personally, I want to know as much as possible about music and my abilities to play it. I take it as my responsibility as a musician to be familiar with history's musical canon. And this responsibility simply requires me to know how to read music. Now, I know that you can interact with history's musical canon without knowing how to read. But if you do know how to read, it greatly enhances the process. Because you can achieve a degree of accuracy and clarity of interpretation that's simply not available to illiterate musicians. In my opinion, I think it's the duty of all musicians to be engaged in efforts of improvement. This ensures that the musical art form is being carried on as responsibly as possible. Knowing how to read greatly enhances this project. And it really is a responsibility. Music is a collective human effort that extends back millennia and spans all cultures, races, and creeds. It's our responsibility as current musicians to care for and continue this tradition. Personally, I believe that the Human Music Project, which extends back at least as far as written history, and likely much further, is one of the most precious things in the known universe. Just consider, we are a single species of ape living on a planet in a non-distinct corner of the galaxy, in a non-distinct solar system, yet we have this fantastical 
organizational system for tones and timing that perfectly conveys complex emotions. The very existence of this system really is amazing, once you stop and think about it. And here's a few background truths to help you put this in context. We only live once, life is breathtakingly short, and there's a massive canon of music just waiting to be explored. Unfortunately, our exploration of this canon is limited by the scope of one human lifetime. It's impossible to read and learn all of the world's music. But imagine how good of a musician you could become if you could just live a thousand years or more. And you use that time to study humanity's total musical output. You'd likely become the greatest musician in human history. Well, we don't have a thousand years, but we do have about 75 or so. So there's no reason not to use that time wisely to try to learn as much as you can about music. This point about knowing how to read so that you can explore past masterpieces and read through method books is the main reason I feel the way I do about music literacy and its benefits. Once you learn how to read, the world of music is at your fingertips. Okay, so next I'm going to talk about learning music by ear and why knowing how to play music this way is inferior to knowing how to read and knowing how to play by ear which, in my opinion, is the way to best enhance your musicianship. My experience teaching music is fairly extensive. I've been teaching seriously for about 15 years now, and nearly every student I've encountered resists my efforts to teach them to read to some degree. And sometimes their resistance is so staunch that the students and I reach an impasse. They'll cite that their heroes, Hendrix, McCartney, Hetfield, Cash, etc. can't or couldn't read a lick of music. And that's true. But when I hear this argument, I try to explain that those famous musicians learn music through countless hours of playing by ear. This is a perfectly legitimate way to learn how to play music. In fact, I'd say that most musicians learn this way. However, if you happen to be seated across from me in my lesson studio, then we've got to do something productive with the time allotted. And teaching someone by ear using rote and repetition is usually a waste of time and a recipe for sloppy playing and bad habits. If you want to learn by ear and by rote, then you should just go home and start doing that. Put on your favorite music, get out your guitar, dial up a YouTube video or two, and start mimicking the sound you hear. Do this every day for many hours over a period of many years, and you will become a fine musician, no doubt. However, there is not much a teacher can really help you with here. A few pointers, maybe a chord or two, but mostly it'll be monkey see, monkey do, and everything that the student doesn't memorize will evaporate into nothingness. So, in my opinion, a lesson focused on rote memory and mimicry is an exercise in wasted time. It's just chaos, really. Here's how it typically goes. No, play this one here. Go down twice, down, down. Ready? Two, three, four, no. Left hand back, first fret. Ready? One, two. Hit it twice, nope, stop. Down, down, up, up, down, up. Nope. Try again, look closely. Okay, ready? One, two, three. 
Now just imagine that for 30 minutes straight. Does anyone really think that that's the best way to learn music? The thing is, if a player learns in a notation-free way only, then they've closed themselves off to all the fantastic music literature and method books that exist for every instrument and every genre. Here's a simple truth that should drive the point home. Once you can read, then there is no need for a music teacher. Because all the best players and singers in human history can become your teachers. And having access to this material as a musician is just like an English major having access to the world's classic literature. If you want to understand the English language, do you really think that it's not helpful to know how to read and to be able to explore the vast expanse of human knowledge? What if the only way you could study language was by memorizing speeches? Do you think this would be the best way to learn about language? No, of course not. And it's the same thing with music. If you want to understand the art form deeply, you must know how to read. Okay, my experience learning music, I think is informative here. This is how I learned. My first teacher attempted to teach me how to read, but I resisted his efforts and he didn't push very hard. Instead, he simply taught me how to play songs like Looks That Kill by Motley Crue or Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Sometimes he would figure out solos for me and teach them to me by rote. My second guitar teacher even used his knowledge of music theory and notation to figure out a harmony line to a solo I had written, but he didn't teach me how to do this myself, which would have been useful. I started taking guitar lessons when I was 13, and I took them most of the way through high school. My second guitar teacher, who I had for most of this time, never attempted to teach me how to read. But he knew how to read. I now see this as an unconscionable oversight on his part. I mean, what was he doing? He had one job. After high school, when I was about 20, I decided that I needed to learn how to read so that I could go to college for music. And I did that. But I've been desperately trying to catch up since. First it was catching up with my co-students, who were all better readers than me, and now it's catching up with my colleagues, most of whom are better readers than me. I wish that one of my guitar teachers would have taught me how to read, back when it could have been imprinted on my teenage, sponge-like brain. Now I think at 20 there was still some of that sponge left, and I managed to sink something into that absorbent mental substance. I can read pretty well these days, certainly better than most guitarists, who by and large are as illiterate as chimpanzees. So I'm a pretty good reader, but I'm still not the data processor type reading animal of the sort I encounter daily in my professional life. As an example of this disparity, when I have a big theater gig that features something like a 100-page score, that means that the entire duration of the show, I am at home each night woodshedding that score with a sort of desperate ferocity. My colleagues, on the other hand, leave their scores at the theater, resting securely on their music stands. I'm always astonished at this behavior, because I cannot possibly function in that way. The way I interact with my score, compared to how my colleagues interact with theirs, is the difference between learning how to read when you're 20 compared to learning how to read when you're 6. So I can function in the same arena as those who have learned to read music in childhood, but I am forced to function differently.
I practice sight reading every day of my life, yet I will likely never be as good as some of my colleagues. Because of my own shortcomings, I push all of my students to become literate musicians. Perhaps I do this to a fault, but I don't tolerate the normal excuses. No matter how much the student protests, I always insist that they learn how to read. My teaching methods are pretty old school. I make my students play the note on their instrument while simultaneously saying the letter name, and I'll have them read the entire piece like that, and sometimes backwards, so that rote memorization can't figure into it. Then I'll make them play the same piece while counting out loud. Counting and playing is the core of the music literacy project. I have my students do similar activities in a classroom setting when I teach class piano. I usually use a devious game I invented called Look at Note, Press That Button, where I go around the room and have the students identify and play a note at random. I say, Billy, what's this note called? Now play it. Gene, what's this note called? Play it. Sally, what's this note called? Play it. I get to learn everybody's name this way, and students feel the pressure of performing in front of their peers. So they're compelled not to be lazy thinkers. And lazy thinking, in my opinion, is the main reason for music illiteracy. I know that reading music is hard. If it was easy, there'd be no such thing as music teachers. Another thing students should keep in mind here is that there are no shortcuts. But in my experience, students seem hellbent on searching for them or trying to devise them and many seem desperate for anything to ease the rigors of reading. But here's the thing. If you want to make sense on a musical instrument, or with singing, you have to be aware of the details. And this usually means learning and reading carefully, which does, I admit, require a lot of mental energy. Despite my proactive approach to teaching music literacy, many students remain steadfast in their refusal to learn how to read and most seem aghast at what they actually have to do with their mind in order to make reading and counting happen. Excuses such as, I just don't think that way, or counting and playing is too hard, or I can already play, so why do I have to do this, advertises to me that the student is a lazy thinker and cannot sustain their concentration. Dyslexia and other intellectual disabilities represent the only real excuse here. So if notes move too fast through your consciousness, or they appear backwards to you, then I suppose learning how to read is out of the question. A variable often associated with dyslexia is attention deficit disorder. And this too may prove an impediment to ever learning how to read. Low intelligence is another possible impediment. If you have an IQ less than 75, say, then reading music might not be possible but there's only about 5% of the population with such a low IQ. As long as you are not intellectually disabled, then you can likely learn how to read. Now, given that I believe that most people can learn how to read music, and therefore are capable of improving their musicianship, I'm often pretty disappointed in famous musicians who have the time and the resources to improve as musicians, but usually never do. Most famous musicians sound the same on their first album as they do on their tenth. 
I can think of many examples, but a few spring to mind. One is Kirk Hammett of Metallica, who, in my opinion, has played the same guitar solo over and over again for the last 25 years. And presented with this truth, I find myself asking, why isn't he learning how to read and expanding his skill set and experimenting with new techniques and sounds? After all, there's hundreds of books out there on metal. For instance, when I was a kid, I had the Troy Statina books. I couldn't read the notation very well, but they came with a jam-along tape, so I was able to explore unfamiliar material pretty easily. From what I can tell, Hammett gives every indication of putting the guitar on the shelf or in the storage closet between Metallica albums. Given that he's got basically limitless time and resources, he should be one of the best players out there at this point. And he's not. Another example is Paul McCartney. Now, unlike Hammett, he shows every sign of devotion to continued musical exploration and practice, but when asked about the topic during interviews, he seems perfectly content to not know how to read and to never learn how to. Now, if anyone would excel in the notated medium, it's Paul McCartney. He's got an ear for melody that befuddles the normal human imagination, and imagine if he could also read, and therefore explore all of the world's music. Both Hammett and McCartney could hire the world's best music tutor and make serious improvements to their musicianship. If I was them, I would find the prospect of limitless learning, buttressed by limitless resources and time, incredibly seductive. Now I'm sure if Paul or Kirk were to hear my arguments, they'd utter something like, I'm already doing what it is I want to do with music. I don't need to learn some arcane language that would take me back to being a beginner. And my retort would be, it's likely that you don't know what you're missing. Here's the thing, I'll shout it from the mountaintop. Musicians who never learn how to read are missing out on most of humanity's contribution to the art and craft of music. Merely listening does not get you there. If you read it and learn how to manipulate your body into reproducing it, then you absorb and assimilate the music in a way that is not possible merely through listening and copying. I reject all criticisms that learning how to read is too hard, or that it will somehow detract from your musicianship. Really, I just think that most musicians have an imperfect understanding of the benefits of knowing how to read music. Most musicians are illiterate by choice.